You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello, and welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. This is Laura. This is Joni. And this is Priscilla. And we are really ex- excited to have you guys back. Last time we talked about our Potter stories, and now we'll be discussing the first three chapters of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Um, but we just wanted to say, as a disclaimer, we will have spoilers up to whatever Priscilla has read. And at this point, she has finally finished the first book. Yay! Yay! Finally. <laughs> You did and it. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and she definitely saw the twist in the end of the book. I did. And I felt like an idiot for <laughs> just assuming last episode, if you guys listened to last episode, you heard me say all the wrong things. But I, I'm, I'm with it now. I know the twist and I was not <laughs> expecting it, but. That's the greatness of this podcast, just to hear your perspective without knowing all the red herrings that jk loves to put in yeah and i like listened to what we were talking about and um i remember joni saying oh this is great you're like have a clean slate and i'm like she knew what she was saying she knew that i was like completely wrong and i was like just like saying the wrong things but yeah i i now know that i was wrong about snape (laughs) (laughs) well so was harry yes okay So I'll be talking about chapter one, The Boy Who Lived. So we start the book off by being introduced to the Dursley family. We have Vernon, Petunia, and their baby son, Dudley. The thing about the Dursleys that we learn right away is that they want to be perceived as perfectly normal. Anything out of the ordinary is not allowed, and even Mr. Dursley thinks that imagination should be forbidden. Um, it's actually, I put in the notes, like he didn't approve of imagination, um, which explains why the whole family is just terribly dull. And I was reading on Pottermore, which I don't suggest Priscilla to go on yet because it has a ton of spoilers. Okay. okay. But, (laughs) but if you, well, it's not Pottermore anymore. It's now something else like Wizarding World or Harry Potter fan club. I'm not sure why. Um, In J.K. Rowling's archives, she said how she came up with the names for Dursleys, and I think, like, the last name was just, I believe it's like a name from a town that just sounded kind of, like, dull, in her opinion, and then Vernon and Petunia were just names that she thought, like, that weren't her favorite. Um, I think Petunia was, like, something that she, I don't know. So just she was like, basically like, what's the worst possible thing I could name these people? That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. What sounds like the most boring or like Petunia's kind of like stuck up yeah. and gossipy, the character. So I guess that's the kind of names that she envisioned. But the Dursleys, they do have a secret. Petunia has a sister that they want nothing to do with her or her husband. And this is the Potters. The Potters also have a son that's Dudley's age. We find out his name is Harry, and we, in this chapter, we're just following Mr. Dursley as he's making his way to work, but he starts noticing some weird things happening. 
first, he pulls out of Privet Drive and he sees a cat that he swears that for a second he thought was reading a map. But then he was just like, okay, that can't be happening. But he then sees like cloaked people around town. He hears whispers of the Potters and Harry and this word muggle. And he's like, what's going on? So then he gets back home and unfortunately he still sees that there's this cat that's hanging around his, I think it's like in front of his yard. And they turn on the news and he notices that there's the weird things that he notices were actually happening all over Britain. Petunia seems to notice nothing. She was just gossiping um, and eavesdropping on her neighbors. But he goes to bed and he hopes that the next day will be normal again. Then we go back outside to the cat that was sitting on the wall. Well, we find out that it's not a cat. It is um, a woman named Professor McGonagall, and she has met up with Albus Dumbledore, a tall old man with half-moon spectacles. And he starts just putting out all the lights of the neighborhood with his put-outer, which I think is a funny name for this, but I guess it when you're a kid, it's just an easy visual of what, what this kind of object is. Yeah. So Professor Dumbledore greets the cat. Uh, like we said, her name is Professor McGonagall, and she seems to be a little irritable about the fact that people of their kind were being careless, celebrating, and not dressed in muggle clothes. We also find out someone named You-Know-Who, or Voldemort, has disappeared. He is a dangerous murderer who seems to only feel, fear Dumbledore. So we can just infer that Dumbledore must be a very powerful individual, and he isn't afraid of saying his name either. There are rumors that Lily and James Potter have died, and Voldemort tried to kill Harry, but he couldn't for some reason. Dumbledore has come to take Harry to his only families, which is the Dursleys, and he thinks this is the best case because, or the best case scenario for him because he'll be away from all the fame. He won't grow up with every kid knowing his name. A man named Hagrid arrives on a motorbike with baby Harry. Hagrid. Harry has a lightning. Yes, Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> Harry has a lightning bolt scar from Voldemort's failed curse, and Dumbledore leaves Harry on the doorstep with a letter to the Dursleys. They leave to join all the celebrations. And everyone's cheering to Harry Potter, the boy who lived. So that's chapter one. Chapter one. So I will be discussing chapter two, which is the vanishing glass. So basically in this chapter, 10 years have passed and apparently Harry is living in the cupboard under the (laughs) stairs. And honestly, when I read this, I told Laura, like, why did Child Protective Services not get called? If like I just I don't understand how this is possible. Like, Honestly, it's like, like the best question yeah. that no one can answer. I'm like, how how did this happen? I mean, Especially I put like this kid about... is used to spiders in his socks by now, which is insane. Like Yeah. Especially that's... when there's they explain that there's how many other extra rooms? Is it just one other? I extra think room? Dudley has one extra room just for his toys and his like. Yeah, you know, yeah. Which shows so how they spoiled have, he they is. have a guest room, and two, so they have four bedrooms. So they have Dudley's room, the guest room, which is well, no, his extra room, which is used for his toys and his goodies, the um, uncle and aunt's room, and then an extra guest room, right, for guests. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, for Aunt Marge. So yeah. in chapter two, it's Dudley's birthday. 
Um, and apparently, you know, he's woken up by his aunt who is asking him to care for the bacon that she's cooking because she wants everything to be perfect. We get a glimpse of the relationship Harry has with his cousin. Particularly, there's the part where they say Dudley's favorite punching bag was Harry, but he couldn't often catch him. Um, we get mm, details swift. of how... What? I said he's swift. Oh, swift. <laughs> <laughs> we get details of how Harry looks. He's small and skinny for his age and only wears his cousin's old clothes, which makes him even look even smaller. The only thing Harry likes about his appearance is the scar on his forehead that's shaped like a lightning bolt. Whenever he asks how he got the scar, though, the same answer is often repeated. It was in a car crash and don't ask any more questions, basically. The car crash where his parents died, actually. Mm -hmm. Then we get more examples of Dudley being a brat when he gets upset that he only got 36 presents this year and last year he got 38. (laughs) So... If that gives you an idea of what kind of child Spoiled. this is. So you fast forward through all the presents nonsense and they find out <laughs> find out Mrs. Fig, who is the person that's supposed to care for Harry on the specific day that they had planned to go to the zoo, is um, I believe she broke her leg. So they have to end up taking Harry with him or with them. They meet Dudley's best friend who also joins them to the zoo and... Um, Basically, Uncle Vernon gets in Harry's face and he says, you need to behave, which kind of gets the reader questioning, like, why is he telling Harry to behave? Harry hasn't done anything. But apparently, basically, Harry promises nothing would happen, but they didn't believe him because apparently something strange always happens when Harry is around. So Mm -hmm. that's interesting. So they get to the zoo. magic. Yeah. They get to the zoo and Harry is treated poorly, of course. Something about they don't buy him like food or something. And he gets like the leftover scraps of Dudley's. It was something ridiculous yeah, I think like it was that. like ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. But he and was he, happy about it. Yeah. He literally says like, oh, this is like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I actually get a treat. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, my mind is blown. So they arrive at the reptile house at the zoo and Dudley's annoyed because the largest snake at the zoo isn't very entertaining so harry approaches the glass and somehow he just begins having a conversation with the snake (laughs) which i thought like what just some small talk you know some small talk with Mm -hmm. the snake and harry but all of a sudden dudley notices you know something weird's going on so he like his focus is shifted back to the snake and when he puts his face against the glass he then notices that the glass vanishes like there's no glass the snake is just out there so obviously the snake escapes everyone goes crazy everyone's i think they said like aunt petunia was just like she fainted or something i think yeah but yeah everyone went crazy so obviously everyone believes this is harry's fault once they get home he gets straight sent back to the cupboard under the stairs with no meals once again these are terrible people um (laughs) so when harry reflects on his life with the dursleys he often tries to remember the car crash where apparently his parents died and he doesn't really seem to remember much all he remembers is like a blinding flash of a green light and a burning pain on his forehead so yeah harry always kind of if that chapter finishes with harry kind of thinking to himself and Mm -hmm. he always felt like there was more to the story or more to him more to his life that it just he wasn't getting really like that closure on so it actually says sometimes he thought or maybe hoped 
that strangers in the street seemed to know him. So yeah, that's kind imagine, of where the chapter two ends. Like imagine having such a horrible home life that you literally cling to the trauma of your family dying. I know. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm trying to remember it. Like, what? Yeah. This isn't okay. No. I was just kind of like, when I was reading this, I was just like, what? Like, I remember like telling Laura, like, how is this like, like, okay, there has to be some, which I'm glad, like, obviously further down in the book, like, you know, yeah, Harry kind of, I don't want to say he gets his vengeance, but he kind of does, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little come up. A little bit. Okay, so we're going to go on to chapter three. And unfortunately, the zoo incident caused Harry his longest punishment as of yet. It was mm. summer break by the time he was able to leave his cupboard. Oh, my gosh. Like, leave his cupboard. Do we remember what, what does it say when it was started? Like, when his punishment so started? So, I looked it up. I think I have to look it up again. But I believe Dudley's birthday is June 23rd. Oh, my gosh. So, at least a month. More than a month. At least, like, at, like if you think that summer break starts at July then, because they have, like, two months and they usually start in September, then at least seven days, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his birthday still, is June 20, 23rd. Yeah. So, like, all he can do is probably leave the cupboard to pee. He probably eats his food in his cupboard. So just imagine being in, like, a coffin-like space for days. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, which but, is. Yeah. I think somewhere in the book, in one of these chapters, he's just like I think, or maybe not his, his thought, but like that might be why he's so small, because <laughs> he doesn't have a space to like. He's like in a Breathe. dark cupboard. That's yeah. true. To grow to like yeah. So he has something to look forward to as of right now. He will be attending a different school than Dudley for the first time ever. Oh, so he's going to be attending Stonewall High, the local high school, while Dudley will be attending Smelting, Smelting's Vernon's old school. And um, this, I just kind of wanted to pull this little quote from the book because I love me some sassy Harry. Me too. <laughs> and so here's the uh, this little quote. They stuffed people's heads down the toilet the first day at Stonewall, Dudley told Harry. Want to come upstairs and practice? <laughs> That's a good No one. thanks, said Harry. The poor toilets never had anything as horrible as you down it. It might be sick. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sassy Harry, so I'm going to try and pull him out whenever I see him. I know. I forget that it's like right off the bat, too. I'm not going to yeah, lie. He's when so you guys witted. Yeah, he is. When you guys mentioned Sassy Harry last time, I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was a character. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I saw it in here on the notes, I was like, "Oh, like Sassy Harry Potter." Okay, I thought <laughs> I think Laura mentioned that Order of the Phoenix is your favorite book, right? Yes, and you're like, I love Sassy Harry real. in that book, and I'm like, who is Sassy Harry? Is this like a <laughs> anyways i just have to like say that because i remember like reading the notes a couple days ago and i'm like oh like sassy harry potter like harry is sassy (laughs) got it he's a very sassy boy and i love it yes okay so anyway so like every morning harry is told to fetch the 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 mail 
but something is new. Harry has a letter. Oh, a letter. What? Somehow writing? Crazy. And it's even addressed to his cupboard. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's pretty magical. Right? But Harry's so stunned that he makes the dumbest mistake ever. He tries to open the present in front of the Dursleys. And of course they notice because what is Harry doing? So when the Dursleys notice that they have a letter and then they see that the letter has the Hog- what we now know is the Hogwarts crest on it, they panic. Mm. They're in so much shock and so much panic that they even treat Dudley the same way that they treat Harry, which is like really saying something. Yeah. And they shove both Harry and Dudley out of the kitchen so that uh, Vernon and Petunia can discuss things privately. And of course, this cues Dudley and Harry to have a nice little like push fight for the keyhole for the mm-hmm. kitchen door. And of course, because Dudley is gigantic, Dudley wins. Yeah. And Harry's stuck on the floor trying to hear what the verdict is. So Vernon decides that they're just going to ignore the letter. That's all they're going to do. He even tried to tell Harry that it was mistakenly addressed to him. And Harry's like, um, excuse me, it's to my cupboard. It was very How do you specific. get that wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of that, that actually cues the Dursleys to move Harry. Because let's be honest, what they care about is public, like what they look like to the mm-hmm. public. And the fact that somebody outside of their household knows that Harry's in a cupboard, that's, that's shame inducing. Yeah. So then they move him to Dudley's second bedroom, the bedroom full of his broken toys, which it literally takes one one walk up there to get all of Harry's stuff in there. I know. He has such little things. That was sad. Anyway, the plan to ignore the letters wasn't the best of plans because the letters just keep on coming, like endlessly. Literally every single day that they try and ignore the letters, more letters come in magical ways, such as through the eggs. So, as they continue to ignore the more and more letters that come, they think that Sunday they're going to get a break, but they don't. They actually end up getting 34 letters busting in through the fireplace. And this is basically Vernon's breaking point. He's freaking out. He's full of complete paranoia. Somebody is watching him. So, he yells at everybody to pack up and they're just going to go somewhere. And so they take a nice extra long drive all the way to Cokeworth. He really freaks to a out. Hotel. Now. Like he freaks out. He's like goes Yeah. Utter yeah. panic and paranoia, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So he, they go to Cokeworth and like of course because he's full of paranoia, he just he takes random turns <laughs> and he voices shake him off <laughs> every time he just does a random like sharp turn just to see if whoever's following them will you know, lose them, but yeah. they don't. At the hotel the next morning, they find out that there's over a hundred letters just at the front desk oh for Harry. Gosh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so Vernon just goes more and more wild and more paranoid and scared. And honestly, that is kind of scary. Yeah. Like having all of these letters just follow you everywhere you go. Yeah. So then he continues to drive random places 
and he's so paranoid he stops in random fields and in the middle of the forest to look and see who the heck is following him and he sees nothing and he's scared and so they finally find refuge in a shack on an island in the sea oh my goodness he's like surely no one will find me here and so they get to the shack (laughs) they eat their very sad bag of chips for dinner and I believe Vernon and Petunia are in, like, the one room or one bed that they have. Dudley's on the couch, and Harry's stuck on the floor with the smallest little blanket. And one thing that everybody seems to just not know or are aware of because they don't care about him is that it's actually the eve of Harry's birthday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's late night. Harry's on the floor with his sad little blanket staring at Dudley's watch as he sits there, ready to celebrate his 11th birthday. So he's watching the watch just tick until it hits 12. But just as the moment it does hit 12, there's a giant boom. Oh. Who is Or what is it? What is it? <laughs> what could it be? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's honestly, that's really sad. I felt for I Harry. Like the, like the entire first few chapters, it's just poor kid. Yeah. But yeah. Those were the three chapters, huh? Yeah, we we lumped them together because, like, in when you're reading it for the first time, like the first chapter, you're not supposed to know all the answers. Yeah. So we're like, I think the first three before he finds out, you know, why weird things happen to him. So this is all pre news, like yeah, <laughs> pre knowledge. Yeah, but it's a lot normal of people, life before magic is introduced. Yeah, before right. the magic. The question that I brought up was, was the first chapter difficult to get through during your first read? Because I've heard a lot of people want to start the series, but they just couldn't get past the first chapter because either they just hated like learning about the Dursleys or that it just didn't capture their attention. And in general, I try to give any book more than one chapter to, you know, capture me. Yeah. Um. But I felt like a lot of people really didn't go on after the first one, first chapter. So I was just wondering, Priscilla, if the first chapter, I mean, I guess you knew like kind of what Harry Potter was more about. And so yeah, so I think that did keep kind of helped reading. you push. Yeah, but I don't think that it, had I like read the first chapter for the first time without knowing that Harry Potter was this huge, like had this huge fandom and was you know what it is i think i would keep reading i don't i don't think i found the first chapter boring i did i could see why people didn't want to read because the dursleys were terrible people and they're just like i don't want to keep reading about these jerks you know (laughs) but honestly i was interested in knowing like how it kind of developed yeah so i don't i don't think i found the first chapter like bad and by the end you're like, okay, who are these people? Like, who is this Professor McGonagall who just turned, you know, from a cat to a human? Right. And who is this like, Albus Dumbledore? Yeah, you're just kind of like, know. so I want to know the answers to these questions. So I, fi- I find it odd that people could stop reading after the first chapter. I know I, I know Sissy inter- tried to, like, get me to read them before she had me excommunicated from them for a moment. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
she at one point i remember she's like you need to read these books and this was like i wanted before. someone to discuss discuss yeah, it this is before i liked reading so i remember i tried reading the first chapter and i'm pretty sure she told me just read up to the first chapter and see if you want to continue and i did and i didn't want to continue <laughs> but that was like i feel like that's just more of the fact that i wasn't that interested but also thinking back since the first book that I really read was the fifth one, I was already encaptured by the series because I read the fifth one. Yeah. For me to be able to push through the first few chapters of the, the first one because I kind of already knew. I mean, that's a good point. It could be that I was just looking forward to reading the first book, so I didn't find anything wrong with the first chapter. So I didn't really have yeah. like a fresh... like perspective on it i was already like okay i'm gonna love this it wasn't so. like brand new like yeah exactly know who harry is right yeah so that could be it personally i i didn't find it extremely difficult to get through mm-hmm. i had when, a question oh wait did you have another one no i was just gonna say like when priscilla is reading her chapter i was like there something popped in my head and i was like you should write this down laura because you're gonna forget and i forgot Oh. Yeah, that literally <laughs> happened to me too. You should have written down. <laughs> so now I didn't want to type because oh, yeah. I didn't want it to come up. True. And so I, I need to like have like a notepad. <laughs> um, but I do have a question that I wrote down in my notes. Um, let me find it. Okay, so here's something that I genuinely want to know because, like, as a mom who has a toddler. How do you oh. think the Dursleys treated Harry as a baby or toddler? Yeah, like, for one thing, Harry was like about one-ish. So he was past like the infant side of things Thank to God. where he was Jeez. approaching toddler life. But like it's so much work with the toddler like because yeah. I do it every day. You have to teach them things. Like how did they do that? <laughs> right that's true that's actually i don't even think i thought of that because they fast forward between the first and second chapter they're like what 10 almost 11 years that have gone by well mm-hmm. at this point if he was one it's 10 years that have gone by yeah. and we have no idea how he was raised obviously we have an idea of like how he is now so probably we can probably make that up in our heads you know but i don't know <laughs> how would they have treated him to me, I don't even want to think about it. To me, it's kind of crazy that in ten years you could never grow affection for him. Like, right? Even like Dudley and Harry, like they never once felt like brothers living under the same roof. Like, I don't know. Just like when you get to know someone and you're like working with them, like someone at work or whatever. Yeah. Like eventually, you learn more about them and. At least you can tolerate them and share like some happy moments, but it's like they share nothing happy with Harry. Yeah. I think the only possibility of my he- in my head as to why the hatred just continued is just because before you're 11, at least it's known that people show magic. Mm-hmm. Like, like uncontrollably, they show magic. So I'm assuming maybe as he got older, like uh, as he grew up, he still continually showed those little signs of the magic. And that was which like just a kind constant of like, reminder. Yeah, it was like the constant reminder of like his abnormality. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That's all I can think of. But still like, like you have to try really hard to hate this person, like yeah, this child. The child, yeah. 
That's true. I felt like really like kind of anxious for Harry when like Hagrid dropped him off, you know, or was it Hagrid or Dumbledore that dropped him at the, the front of the door? One of them, right? Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. they were all kind of there. It was it was cute moment. Like they were all there and like Hagrid yeah. was like sniffling because he was yeah. like, Sad well, to... that moment I was kind of like, no, please, I'm scared. What's going <laughs> to happen to him? You know, because they had already talked about like how not, you know, these people were like not great, you know, and so you're just yeah. kind of like, this is not good for him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he lived at yeah. least. <laughs> um, another question that I had was, do you think that if Harry ended up going to Stonewall, like Hogwarts wasn't a thing for him? Like, would he have been able to actually make friends? Or would the stigma of him being the weird kid that, like, everybody picked on kind of stuck with him as people kind of went to, like, the same school as him? Yeah. I I think, like, you know, the like, when you move from, like, middle school to high school, like, your friends that went to the same middle school and end up going to the same high school with you, yeah, that kind of follows you. So, like, they probably know that, oh, this is the weird kid that lives with Dudley, so stay away from him because we don't want Dudley to bully us, um, even though he's going to a different school. But yeah. So maybe at first, but I, I I, mean, no matter what, even if you're like labeled as a weird kid, you'll find your circle of friends. Yeah, I think that's what I was going to say. Like He would have definitely found at least one person that he could probably be friends with um, mm-hmm. because not everyone – probably knew his cousin and you know these people are coming from different middle schools as well to one high school and those people probably didn't know his background so i think he would he would have made at least one friend yeah good thing he went to hogwarts none like the two that he made in hogwarts though yeah (laughs) for sure i mean he has some rough times at hogwarts too that's true yeah oh yeah i don't Um, i don't think i had any questions just anger at the Dursleys you just remember feeling while reading these chapters. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, the treatment of an innocent child is pretty bad. Yeah. I just, like, I couldn't imagine, like, how did they sleep at night? Like, think, like knowing that under the stairs is where another child lived. Like, your sister's yeah. son that died. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I don't know. But like, how did they treat like toddler tra- tantrums? Did they just like lock him in a room and just let him scream? Right, like, because that's like I'm sure you. Uh, well, I 100 percent know you love your child, so you alone <laughs> probably like you love this child, and you're probably like just like you know. Sometimes it's just a lot, you know. And just imagine yeah. them who did not love the child. Yeah, yeah, like I had to pull out Frozen today because he's teething. Oh, he's the got big four guns. teeth coming. The big guns. <laughs> And like it was hard, yeah. But like I can't imagine because like he was screaming all day, so I can't imagine just having a screaming toddler and just sticking him under the stairs. Yeah, I know. Like, was he under the stairs like as a toddler? I didn't even think about that. Well, I mean, it says that he was so used to it. Yeah, you know, already like surprised. He would pick the spiders from his socks and just like like nothing, you know. He was just so used to living under there. So to get used to what habit forms in 21 days, they say. So like at least a few months he was there. So obviously it was a lot longer than that. But I don't know. That's just insane to me. I can't imagine them making a nursery for him. Mm, Yeah. Or sharing it with Dudley. So I guess, you know, we can, I mean, we've already talked about 
the people we met, right? Mm-hmm. Did we see any magic? We see we saw Alvis the... and his put-outer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... And then her- uh, McGonagall's tra- uh, transfiguration. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was interesting to read. I was like, so this person turned into a cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you can, can just do that. Yeah. Um, oh, and then Haggard arrives on a borrowed flying motorbike. From his friend, his friend Sirius. Okay. So we want to go ahead and at like the end of our discussions, talk about our favorite moments or our favorite characters from that like section that we did go through. So anybody have like an MVP character or moment that they really enjoyed? Oh, 100% Hagrid for me. Like I am obsessed with him even after reading the first book. I just, I love him so much. He just seems like this big teddy teddy bear bear. of a person. (laughs) And I just, I just want him to be my best friend. I don't like, he's just, he was like that for me the entire book. I just could not wait for like moments with Harry and Hagrid. So yeah, 100%. whenever they would, I love the moments where they go and this little bit ahead, but like whenever they go to visit him in his hut. Yeah. And he probably didn't like, I mean, yeah, he rescued Harry or took, brought him to Dumbledore, but so that, I don't know if that would be an MVP moment, but for me, he was just meeting him, just the interactions that he had in the second, was it, I think it was the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Um I loved him like immediately. So for me, that's who my favorite would be that we've met so far. The first three chapters. Who's yours, Jenny? Oh, mine. This is going to happen a lot. Is McGonagall. (laughs) She is. She is one of my favorite characters. Probably top one or two. Probably not. Probably not one, but definitely two. Um, Also, like shout out to McGonagall for sitting as a cat on that hard like ledge watching the dursleys all day yeah to make sure that the rumors that harry's going to these people that they are good and realizing they are not no yeah like i wondered like why they like like let that happen i mean i know it's because they didn't want him to like grow up with fame and like his i mean because he still ended up being that like Harry Potter, where everyone knew about him. Even mm-hmm. I guess Hogwarts maybe was more of a safe space where it was okay for people to know his name and stuff, but they didn't want it to happen like in the real world. But the second chapter talks about, which I don't think I really touched on, but at the end of it, it talks about moments where Harry would meet people on in the streets and like, or in like, I think mm-hmm. it was like a bookstore or something when someone was like, are you Harry Potter? And like his aunt was like, do you know this man? And as soon as Harry was like, no, she like rushed him out of there. And like he would have encounters on the bus. Like he would see someone that would just like stare at him and wave. And the moment like he made eye contact, they would just like disappear. So it's like people yeah. knew of him and pe- like already. But I, so I kind of like find it like, oh, I want, like people already knew of him. Like, why didn't they just like, Raise him in Hogwarts. I feel like that would have been interesting, but this definitely built character for Harry. Yeah. yeah. Like, imagine growing up being known as the savior of your race. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's potentially very bad. Yeah. I guess mine, I think mine is Hagrid, too. He's just so lovable. And he, I don't want to spoil anything, but he de- it is said that he gra- he takes him from the house, right? Uh, I'm not sure. 
Well, Hagrid is the one that goes to the house. You know, Voldemort killed his parent, or Lillian James, and he actually takes Harry from the house and brings him. So, like, you can imagine Hagrid seeing that scene and then having to take this baby to a new place because the baby doesn't have a home anymore. But, yeah, he is like a teddy bear, and I do love Hagrid. Yeah. Um, I do want to, you know... Shout out to the boa constrictor, you know, that was free oh, in yeah. chapter two. <laughs> oh, the boa constrictor from boa constrictor Brazil. <laughs> I'm like, this is small talk. Like, Harry is literally talking to a snake. Like, how is, like, I would have freaked. Like, they, I thought that there was going to be, like, a freak out scene from Harry. But I guess so many strange things that ha- had already happened to him in his life, like, yeah. around him. Like, you know, they talked about his hair, like, getting a haircut. Growing. And, like, the next day his hair grew back, like, you know and but that to me is insane like the fact that you're just like like how are you doing how are you feeling today into a snake oh my gosh i mean honestly harry's judgment is pretty questionable like the sheer fact that he's just like oh i thought the wind just pushed me up onto the Uh, right roof of my school yeah are you okay (laughs) (laughs) he was he was unloved and locked in a cupboard as a child so <laughs> he did, i guess he didn't know much maybe let's say he that couldn't. yeah he had a lot of hope because that's the only way he can get through yeah that's true that was the only explanation i did i probably should have said this in the beginning but for perspective for priscilla lily and james potter die on halloween so when we when we open up the in chapter one, it's the day after Halloween, like early November. I just like dates, and Pottermore gives you those dates. Mm, so does the book, okay. if, like slowly, but but yeah. So Lillian James Potter die on Halloween. Yeah, and Halloween is a a big holiday for the book series. So it's Christmas, but yeah, I saw like I you know reading it, I'm like, wow, this just seems so extravagant. Whenever they celebrated Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. So I was like, I would love it to be. Could you imagine? The feast? <laughs> yes. We'll definitely talk yeah. about the feast oh, when yeah. we get to Hogwarts. Yeah, but... that'll, that'll be interesting. I was bummed, though, thinking back to it when you me- mentioned his parents, is that, you know, when they talked about them in the first, I think it was the first chapter, and how, like, sad they were that they died. I was just sad that we would never meet them and that Harry would never, like, have an interaction interaction. Well, I guess he kind of does the mirror yeah. thing, but like, um, you know, with his parents and it's just kind of like, that sucks when you think about yeah. it. And yeah, then you live with a blood relative who doesn't even want to talk about her. Yeah. He's evil. Like you, you get to know nothing about your parents, like nothing. You don't even get to like question anything about them. Yeah. So it's nice when he finally does find out more in the next few chapters. Yes. I'm excited for chapter four because we get more Hagrid. Yes. I love Hagrid him. I love and him. Magic. And magic. And magic comes in. Yes. But yeah, I think I think that uh, sums up the first three chapters. We did it. Yes. We did it, we did it again, guys. <laughs> Bull has arrived. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does he have a blanket at least this time? Yeah. He, yeah he's there at the blanket. It was like the first thing he looked for. Oh, so, by the time this episode comes out, we should have our Facebook and Instagram set up. So, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Unveiling the Magic. If you would like to, I guess, be plugged in outside of the podcast, we would mm-hmm. love to 
Yeah, and potentially interact with us a little bit outside of what you hear. Yeah. Okay. I have a closing line, don't I? Yeah. (laughs) I swear, we'll get better. (laughs) So until next time, mischief managed. Bye. Bye, Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.